Welcome to another episode of The Producing Half, a um, podcast for the producers of America who are just trying to stay afloat and understand what's going on. I haven't done this in a while because the world's just gone crazy and it's impossible to know what's real. I'm not going to come up here and tell you um, what I think what's going on when I, I don't even know what's going on. It's hard for me to even have a reasonable opinion because everything is upside down. The truth is now athema. You can't you can't talk about the truth. Forget about the truth. There is no truth other than what the government tells you the truth is. <clears throat> it is definitely 1984. You must read that. Um, and you you know the truth gets you in trouble. It gets you counseled. It gets everything. I mean, heavens forbid you should say something that is you know true. But I wanted to do something on Russia. Um, again, it's another one of those things where there is no truth. And if you do speak the truth, you're a, a Putin um, sympathizer. Um, sparkling water. I'm officially kicked diet soda. Uh, no aspartame in that either. It's just water and natural flavors. But if you have any, like, reservations, or if you just express some truths about Ukraine and what's going on over there, and about Russia, and, you know, you're a, a Putin sympathizer, you're pro-Russia, I'm not pro or anti-Russia. I don't care about Russia. Um, I do like the whole, um, um, like on Reddit, the, uh, I'm from Russia, or I live with Russia. You know, the, the where they are, like they post pictures of bears and, and the crazy things that Russians do. I do like that. I do like the image of Russians being these, you know, extremely tough and just, you know, kind of primitive people, manly kind of thing. Um, and I do like, um, I don't know about like, but I respect Putin's desire to protect um you know man masculine you know not making all men into girls and protecting the family not like i mean he is uh, putin is a not a nice person he's an evil person he's a murderer he's an oligarch he has plundered russia of of i mean he's probably the richest person on earth that's how much he's plum plundered uh russia so Putin's not a good person, but I do think that he wants to see the culture. That's what it is. He's he's willing to protect the Russian core culture, and so he doesn't want to see all the men become girls and everybody being um, sexually abused and guys wearing dresses and going in the girls' restroom. So I can respect that about him. At the same time, know that he has no problem if I, I die, and if if his goals are furthered by uh, all of Americans dying, then all of Americans will die. And you need to, as long as you understand that, then what's the issue? What's the problem? I mean, that should be everybody's goal is to take care of your own people first. And then if, if you can, you take care of the rest. Uh, but I would say that on Russia, for the same reason I haven't done it on anything, is because there is no ability to talk about the truth. The truth is, well, the truth is, is, is evil by the you know standards of the of the media and the people in control and power and the government um so i haven't talked about it <clears throat> um and ultimately if you think about it the only reason any of us initially initially there's more to it now now we have to all care but the only reason we care the media is because of the media. It's because the the TV in your room and your TV, your TV in your living room, or whatever media you consume, has told you to care about Russia and Ukraine. 
That is the only reason that I'm talking about it today. That's the only reason you talk about it. That, that's it. The media has decided to make it an issue. And then you have to ask yourself, what is the agenda? Why has the, has the media done this? What is their, what is their reasoning? And that's where you get lost in the weeds, trying to understand what these, these psychotic sociopath mass murderers, the media, um, are trying to do what their ultimate goal is, is, is you just can't figure it. I, I can't believe how many, what are they? Warhawks, neocons, whatever you want to call them, um, are jumping on the bandwagon. I think it was Sean, I mean, Sean Handy has said some of them, and I've listened to him full, off and on. I mean, never regularly, but I've heard him and I've heard him say a lot of really core, you know, why, not wise, but just core things that I can agree with. But I turned him on Friday and then uh, for about 20 minutes. And then I listened to him for about five minutes and I saw a clip on him. The guys went off the rails. He thinks that we should go to war with Russia. Well, he's not going to be the one dying in that war. Well, actually, I think he probably would be. I think we all would be, or a good possibility of it, unless he knows something we don't know, and he, he's part of the military-industrial complex. I don't know. But the only reason we're talking about Russia, the only reason anybody's talking about Russia is because the media has told you to. Um, I mean, how hypocritical for us, to begin with, as we have invaded dozens of countries, bombed them back to the Stone Age, um, destabilized, destabilized, collapsed entire governments, killed millions of people, participated in genocide, Yemen, <clears throat> um, look at Syria, Libya, there's slave markets. All of that is us, and all of that is uh, was unnecessary. That was all to protect the petrodollar. Look at all the nations we invade. Who do we bomb? We bomb, any, we bomb anybody who, um, who tries to move away from that petrodollar. Anyone who's not part of that uh, central banking system um, and anybody who dares threaten the petrodollar, well, we have to because our our um, our money's not is not backed by anything. It is not backed by anything other than the fact that everybody on Earth, until recently, which is a problem, everybody on Earth has to buy their oil, their petroleum in American dollars, and so there's all that money so we can print trillions literally trillions of dollars because it's going to flow out of our country and into other countries where they will have to keep it as a reserve currency and they will have to buy and sell oil um because that's the how it's that was the agreement was that the brentwoods agreement is that what it is um i don't know it's been a while since i wrote about that um but I mean, how hypocritical are we that we're, we're that we're even remotely trying to stand on our high horse when we have com we have committed genocide, we have bombed women and children, we have murdered Americans, uh, purposely targeted and bombed them, we have starved who knows how many millions of people in all the from Iraq, the original Iraq, the second Iraq, the the Libya, the Syria, Yemen. I mean, who knows? Afghanistan, oh my lord, that's ongoing tragedy. Who knows how many um, millions, countless millions America has murdered? So who are we to, to, to judge? Plus, Russia and Ukraine have been bickering 
for as long as I can remember caring or, or, you know, being aware of the world, like from the 2000s. I graduated high school in 93. So from about the 2000s when I kind of started paying attention to it all, um, they've been bickering, bickering back and forth. I mean, remember the, the airliner that uh, Ukraine shot down? That was, that, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, or Russia or Ukraine. I think they finally agreed that Ukraine did it. Um, Crimea, I mean, did you care? Did you, was the whole world an uproar? Crimea? Crimea was extremely important for the whole world. I mean, it was a very important for, for, for Russia. Um, they, they needed Crimea, they needed that port, that deep water. Um, um, they're only, I think they're only deep water that doesn't freeze, right? It's the only warm water, um, port they have. I think the rest of them, don't they freeze? Again, I don't really pay attention because I don't care. It's in Russia. I don't care. They have a very small economy compared to ours. I've never, I don't buy into the whole uh, USSR fear mongering anymore. Um, I don't, I just don't care. So, but now we have to care. We have to care now. And I'll get into that why. But how did we get here? How did we get here? And I thought about this today because I knew I was going to do this podcast and I hadn't done any research. So I just figured, you know what, let me just think about this with what I know what's going on with just what I know with just what I can can figure out myself without doing any deep diving and watching um, lectures and speeches and so I thought about what what's going on and it came to me all of a sudden it was an epiphany so it came to me all of a sudden this started logically we started this logically just like Afghanistan, just like what we did to, to USSR in Afghanistan when we destabilized Afghanistan um, and supported and, you know, we created the Taliban. But when we, when we did that to get, to get USSR to prop up the government and, and spend all their money trying to, to keep Afghanistan, you know, communist, socialist, whatever, same difference. And so we did that on purpose. It was part of our doctrine to do that, to, um, to uh, make Russia, to just out. We, we wanted Russia to have to spend all this money. They're, they're, they were already on the, they were already barely able, and they really weren't, but they are were barely able to keep up with our military spending. And so that was our, our um, way of defeating the USSR was to, to cause them to get you know, bog down in Afghanistan and waste all that money and bankrupt them. And we were going to defeat them that way instead of going to World War III. And it worked. It really did work. Afghanistan was a major contributor to the USSS, USSR um, collapsing. And I think that Ukraine started years, many years ago, many years ago. I've been hearing about what... Um, America, NATO, has been doing in Ukraine for many, many, many years. For many. And I've also been hearing about the consequences of what we were doing in Ukraine. I've heard lectures, many lectures, many professors, many experts talk about Ukraine over the years, especially in the last few years, last five years. I've seen speeches for years about if America keeps leading Ukraine down this Pem Pemrose path, Pemrose path? Shakespeare, um, 
if they keep pushing Ukraine down this path and doing the things they're doing, that Russia will have no choice but to invade. I mean, it's not like we were surprised. Literally, America caused this to happen on purpose. We did this on purpose. We on purpose put Ukraine in a position to be invaded by Russia. Now, I think initially, when the adults were in charge, and I don't mean good adults, I still mean evil adults, but the adults were in charge before America completely fell to the globalist, that they never intended to push it far enough for Russia to invade. I don't think they did initially. So when they started down this path, I mean, we overthrew the, America supported and overthrew the whole um, Ukraine government, the, whatever the Russian guys, I mean, the Ukrainian guys' name I could never pronounce in a million years before the one there's there now, before the actor, literally the actor. I've watched some of his videos on, on uh, Reddit and YouTube. They're hilarious and not in a uh, hilariously funny way. Although I did like his comedy special with the... Um, with the allusions to Nazis. Uh, it was pretty funny. <clears throat> but um, we knew what we were doing. And America helped, o helped overthrow that government. We did that. It was all part of getting to join the e EU and, and NATO. And again, I feel like uh, that was all part of just a continuing doctrine that America, a continuing game plan, a legitimate one that worked in Afghanistan. It worked in Afghanistan. Let's do it again in Ukraine. Because America could not stand, our ego could not stand that this little economic power, because Russia was a little economic power, really barely, um, should have not been a competitor to us, should have not been able to withstand us, should have not been able to influence um, things against us, countries against us, and regimes against us, and stand in our way in things, and the whole pipelines through everywhere, through Yemen, or through... Uh, to Germany and everything we wanted to do. Um, but they were. They were. They were thrown on our side and we just couldn't, we couldn't take that. We thought we got rid of them when we got rid of, uh, to, to USSR and they were just, they were, they were thrown on our side. And so I think we initially decided to, um, do the same doctrine. Makes sense. But then, um, <clears throat> I mean, I remember seeing reports about this just a few years ago maybe a little pre-covid maybe it was pre-covid when i started really paying attention to the libertarian movement so probably 2018 2019 maybe even as early as 2017 that might be pushing it though and i found people like um scott horton maybe well, i'm not good at names and i'm definitely not good at famous people i don't know that he's famous but he is very good on foreign affairs. He's friends with the uh, libertarian Dave Smith. Um, I think I probably was watching Dave Smith the first time I was introduced to Scott Horton, uh, or maybe vice versa. And um, and I heard him talking about things. Well, that led me to a lot of things. And I remember the Rand. There was like the Rand report that kind of led to a ways to deal with. I remember that was a big deal when that came out, maybe in 2019 ish. When that came out, it kind of said just the same things we were talking about. Remember that one professor talking about that America was irresponsibly pushing 
um, Ukraine to a war with Russia, a war that they, you know, they weren't going to win. Um, and so all this has been going on. Now here's the problem. The adults left the building, and this was still in the works. And then the, um, the crazies are in charge. The globalists, from afar, but in the actual seats of power, you know, I mean, their strings may be slightly pulled by the globalists. And America's fallen. Just forget about that. America's fallen. But the globalists helped usher in these, I mean, the crazies. The, I don't know what to say about the, the leaders in America today. I hate the reflection in the glasses. It's annoying. Annoying for you too, I'm sure. But I don't, the crazies are in charge. The the things they say are insane. The the I mean, just today, Biden, uh, when he was confronted by the uh, blonde hair reporter, isn't he like Ducey's kid or something? I didn't really watch it, but I just saw like I saw like um, transcript of it, and he's like, um, you know, are is America being undermined because of this, this, and this? You know, we had to walk back this and this, and Biden says that didn't happen. I never said that. It's like, but I mean, that, that sentence is happening literally, I mean, the, the, the look of like, what? You did? What? That's a lie. I mean, you have that reaction like 24-7 if you watch the news. 24-7 if you pay attention to anything. I mean, literally up is in, ups, down, and good's bad, and, um, you know, dark is light. I mean, everything they say is a lie. And, and, and it's not even remotely trying to pretend that it's not. They, they don't care. They control the media so they're going to say and do what they want and they know you know it's different if you're lying and you know you're lying and it's different if the person knows you're lying but it is entirely an insane scenario when you know you're lying they know you're lying you know that they know you're lying and they know that you know that they know that you're lying you get what i'm saying it's and they just do it it's it's an ins, it's an insanity on a whole nother level it is, um, it is beyond insane. <clears throat> but the, so the globalists have control. Now. They're in control. They're in complete control of control. Um, so that's a problem. And the children, the, 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 the insane children are in charge. And I think this got away from everybody. And I don't, and I think the globalists are going to, I don't know if they're going to keep letting it get in a way or they're going to slow it down or what. And I don't know where Putin stands on this. Is he in on it? Is he not? Um, I don't think he is. I think this is his agenda, his 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 legacy he's working on. Um, I don't know. And then Russia went in there with kid gloves on, and they they sent their 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 D squad, not their not their B squad, not their C squad. They sent their D squad with old equipment and broken down stuff. Um, so they did a bad job on paper. They did a visually, they, they looked incompetent. You have to understand that Russia could take over, uh, Ukraine anytime they wanted. Russia could defeat them if they wanted to quickly. Um, they've been unwilling to this point to bring out the big guns. They could destroy every one of those cities. They could kill every one of those people. They could plow through Ukraine and take it over as fast as they really wanted to take. I mean, they could just nuke it to extinction. And they have other weapons. They don't have to nuke it, but they could. It'd be like, think about Mexico. If America wanted to invade Mexico, 
there's nothing we could draw it out and do it slowly and take a few months um, and kind of, you know, maybe every once in a while, you know, bomb some cities and do some bad things. For the most part, just do it slow and careful. We're not in a hurry. We know we're going to win. Matter of fact, we'll just use it as a kind of a training with our, our B troops, maybe, or C troops. Hopefully not our D troops. Uh, but yeah, we definitely would win that. We would take it over. We would, we would win. It's the same thing with Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine has no chance if Russia decides to push it hard. But the visual of it is bad and it's bad and i think it's brought out the extreme crazies on our side are like wait a minute i think we could win a war a conventional war with russia quickly with little casualties and so now the war drums are beating that's where the hannity's come in and they they, they sense blood in the water and so they want they're like sh they're like sharks but they're not sharks they're like um special sharks if you know what i mean by special the r word um so that was bad the fact that russia gave the visual um that they are incompetent and untrained and that ukraine's holding their own that's bad and then what's worse is all all what america all the the politicians regime trained the things biden said he's evil and needs to be removed the things that Hannity is saying, the things that they're all saying are insane. They're insane. They are very insane things to say. Putin and Russia have a completely different culture than us. And they have a high tolerance for nuclear warfare. If Russia, if nuclear war started and a million Russians, Russians survived, but America's gone, and the rest of the world's gone. That's a win. To them, they won that, and that's acceptable. And I don't think Americans can fathom that. You have to watch, read some of the old Russian literature and watch some historicals. Watch the, the, I watched a documentary the other day on, was it Stalin and Lenin or Lenin and Stalin? Get them too confused. But whenever um, that whole drama went down, um, it was Lenin first. <clears throat> and, you know, Lenin was in, like, in Germany when um, it all kind of came to a head. <clears throat> and his, bro his brother was killed and, and all that. And, and he rushed back to take advantage of the chaos of what was going on in there. Um, they had uh, had some bad, the, the, the imperial family had some bad advice. And they were really cracking down. And they had the, the son, was he the son or the grandson? Uh, was an incompetent leader. Anyways, I watched the documentary. Yeah, but you have to understand Russian, Russia's, like, the way they view things. They're very fatal, they're very stolic, very fatalistic, and they don't care about, they're kind of like China and, you know, they're, they're peasants. They don't care about killing a billion other peasants. And Russia doesn't, doesn't either. Finds it acceptable. And it's, and it's weird that I get the sense that the peasants find it acceptable, that they're expendable. Um, so they have a high tolerance for this high tolerance for, for global thermal nuclear war or think about the fact that they have that, the, the dead man switch on their nukes. They have it so that if the Russian high command was taken out, the nukes go off automatically. That's a high tolerance for nuclear war. So the globalists are, are pursuing this 
war, this whatever this is going on, where they're pushing this, this uh, making it important to us, May, you know, driving the world close to World War III um, to further collapse everything. It meets their goals. It's like it's not like there has to be this grand conspiracy where um, they're all in on it and they all have a meeting and they all got together. It's just that their agendas coincide. Um, the globalists want to collapse everything. They want to collapse the petrodollar, in which Biden is handling, handling that just out of his, his pure um, ignorance and stupidity and the fact that he's, you know, has dementia. And you really can't say Biden because he's not running the show. He's got handlers. But America is handling, it's, is handing its own demise to the globalists by helping them in the petrodollar, by setting up a scenario. Well, they already really did. They really did in the petrodollar already. America seized Russian, Russia's uh, dollar assets. That pretty much ends any nation keeping American dollars as a reserve currency. They're going to start flooding America with those dollars. You, I mean, I don't, I read a, a story of an old man in Germany and it was just like, a, it was just a little brief like news article or like a quote from him. And he said, I woke up Monday and never knew what hyperinflation was. I didn't, I didn't, I never heard that word and knew what it was. By Friday, I needed a wheelbarrow to buy a loaf of bread to hold all the money. And <clears throat> That's what's going to be like when these trillions of dollars that all these countries are holding as a reserve currency in order to buy and sell oil uh, flood back into America. You are going to have trillions of dollars chasing everything in America. They're, they're going to spend it like there's no tomorrow because we, we, we ended it. America single-handedly destroyed itself by seizing the russia's dollar assets and freezing them how could you keep it as a reserve currency when it could just be taken from you anytime they wanted um so the petrodollar and and then not only did we do that we've set it up so that countries now have to trade russia has to trade in, in, in oil and they're making other countries trade in oil with them pet petroleum gas natural gas whatever in non-dollars well, this was the whole reason we invaded most of the Middle East was to protect and to keep people from trading. So all of a sudden, we spend the last 20 years doing murdering millions of people to protect the petrodollar, per, just literally attacking anybody who decides to remotely not use the American dollar, even hint at setting, using gold or doing anything else to trade oil in. They're gone. We're going to topple them. They're terrorists. We're bombing them. They're, they're, they're done. They're murdered. They're going to be, they're, they're gone. Any of them, Hussein, Syria, Gaddafi, all of them. We're going to get rid of them all. That's who we invade. And then we just do it. We just do it for free. We're like, oh, here go, world. Let's get rid of the petrodollar. It's, it's, again, it's insanity. And no one is this dumb on accident. No one is this dumb on accident. So what's going to happen? What is this for? What are they going to do? Well, they're going to, the globalists are going to use this to bring in the, they're going to use this to bring in the digital currency. They're going to get rid of the American dollar, probably get rid of all currencies, and you're going to have 
the digital currency. You're going to have the digital programmable currency. Go on the Federal Reserve site and search programmable currency or per programmable crypto. <clears throat> programmable digital assets. I did this. And what will you be surprised? Um, they'll, 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 they'll start the, they may not start the programmable right off the bat, but they'll start the, the digital currency as fast as they can. And they'll bring in the, the, the programmable part slowly. They will, oh, well, actually, they're already doing it. I saw on the news the other day that um, California was going to start maybe passing out um, food coupons, food cards, or not food, gas, gas cards, gas coupons. They'll start with coupons. It'll be coupons. It'll be gas, and then it'll be maybe milk and cheese or meat. They'll slowly expand, but it's going to be logistically a nightmare. It's going to be very hard for Americans, and we don't like to wait in lines, and we don't like to have to have this in a store, and it's going to take too long to check out. It'll be poorly run on purpose. And then that'll usher in the, um, the programmable digital currency. Oh, well, what's programmable digital currency? <clears throat> it's cryptocurrency, kind of, um, that's controllable in this back. Let's say you get paid, they're going to make it, you get paid by this programmable digital currency. So your employer is going to pay you. It's going to go onto your digital, your phone. It'll have, you know, your little, just like you have, a, say, a Bitstamp account or a Coinbase account. You'll have your Federal Reserve digital programming currency account. It'll go in there and you can spend it like money. It'll be what everybody does anymore. Um, that's, I mean, they started, they started this a long time. I would think about getting rid of the change <clears throat> and doing their best to get rid of paper currency. And then... The programmable part is that they'll be able to, to, to so that you are, <clears throat> when you go to, uh, computer went to sleep, so that you, when you go to um, spend it at the store, you can only spend it, so much of it, on certain things. When they give you your paycheck, let's say you get paid $1,000, part of that paycheck won't be able to be spent on gas, won't be able to be spent on meat or uh, milk or cheese or whatever they're wanting to ration and they'll be able to change it whenever they want to it'll all every every billionth of a percent of it will be able to be changed so you go to check out <clears throat> and you've used up your meat allotment you can't buy uh, red meat you're gonna have to go back and get turkey or chicken or something or you try to buy three gallons of milk and then nope you can only buy two gallons of milk and it's not the store it's your digital programmable currency. And then you happen to say something wrong on so online, and all of a sudden you go to, uh, to the store to buy something, and you're only allowed to buy generic basics, just the absolute basics, because you've been a bad citizen. And now you must be punished and limited to how you can spend. No, you can't get gas. No, you can't go to the store. You can't go to the movies. You can't fly. Your money doesn't work for any of that. That is 100% already in the works on the Federal Reserve website. Go look it up. I don't have to make it up. It is insane. It is coming. Um, and I, I find when I hear people talk about Bitcoin, maybe they know something. I haven't really studied Bitcoin, so maybe there's something I want. But Bitcoin is only worth anything until it's not. By centralizing the exchanges, by everybody having all their money on the, 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 the exchanges, 
and being able to only exchange Bitcoin on the exchanges, for the most part, you can still do it individually, but how's that ever going to scale up? It's not. The governments control your Bitcoin now. You, they can take it from you anytime they want. They've always been that way. As soon as the Federal Reserve wants your Bitcoin, as soon as the central banks want your digital, your cryptocurrencies, it's theirs. Yeah, you can pull it off and, and memorize the keys and hide it um, in a cold storage. Um, what are you going to do with it? All right, you own a bunch of Bitcoin. Good luck. Where are you going to spend it? An underground network? That was Silk Road. Look at how that worked out for that guy. Where's he at? He has He's in jail for the next billion years. And he's in solitary confinement. I don't even know if they give him bread and water. I don't even know if he's still alive. That guy started an underground economy that uh, did not use anything, any kind of, that the central, central bank had no control over. What happened to him? Please. They are going to control it all. <clears throat> We're, and how, and what's, what are the, what are the things that are going to happen on the way there? Well, what's going to happen is stagflation. If you don't know what stagflation is, I barely remember it from when I was a wee little lass. You know, vaguely, not really. I think I remember the stories more. I, I remember them talking about it. I don't really remember it. You know, you could only go to the gas station if your license plate was this. Stagflation is where you kind of have a recession and inflation at the same time, which is counterintuitive. Having, you, you, having a recession, in other words, the economy is shrinking and the prices are increasing. That's stagflation. Well, I think we're in store for that for sure. And I heard people way smarter than me talk about a Great Depression unlike anything any nation has ever experienced, making our Great Depression seem like a recession, our previous Great Depression. I don't know what's in store. I do know I've seen some uh, statisticians use uh, just without any geopolitical events, just talking about, all right, here's what inflation really is, just extrapolating what inflation is and assuming everything stays the same. There's no major events. We know there's going to be then um, like a, a carton of eggs of a dozen of eggs will be five bucks by the time the next presidential election happens you know gas will be eight bucks um, so for people making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year they'll still be able to pretty much get whatever they want they're going to be living a, a lot you know they're gonna feel it um, but for the the poor it's gonna be devastating it's going to be an insa an insane an insanity. Um, I don't know if you've paid attention to to what's going. I mean, Ukraine's they call it the breadbasket of Europe. I mean, Ukraine grow Ukraine and Russia together. If you factor in what they provide in fertilizer, probably account for twenty five percent of the Russia's of Russia of uh, the world's grain supply. And China has been has been buy, buying up grain for two years. They saw this coming. It's hard not to think that there's some sort of conspiracy when, whenever um, so many people are doing things to prepare for it on the on their you know China and, and everybody's been think about what China's been doing with their buying up gold, they've been they, they they've known this is coming. <clears throat> but when 25 percent of with taking nothing into account, just cut off 25 percent of the of the world's grain supply, and the fact that the fertilizer is insane, it's you know. Fertilizer is three, four times, sometimes ten times more than it was just a few years ago. So that, that affects all crops, which affects everything. It affects beef. It affects everything. 
it's a it's a it's a cascade event. So during the lockdowns in in America, we already um, uh, starved to death. Who knows how many? There's no way you can even tell how many third world people we starved to death during the COVID lockdowns. I saw some reports that I mean they seem unbelievable to me, and I, I didn't really look into it, but it seems unbelievable to me. Well, America, the, the nations that can afford to buy up the world's food supply are going to buy it up. So we won't starve in America. There will be people in, in America who can't afford to eat, but we won't starve as a whole. And trust me, some of us can afford not to eat as much. Um, but the third world nations are going to starve. It's going to be Ethiopia times 10. There's going to be every every third world nation is going to be you take out 20 right now I think there are millions I want to say 800 900 million people who survive on less than 1500 calories a day you take out 20 and these aren't people sitting around watching cable these are people who still have to physical labor all day long to get that 1500 1200 calories that they get less than 1500 calories like almost a billion people on this planet live off of what most americans probably eat for breakfast you take away 25 percent of the world's food supply which i think is what we're looking at and i'm being conservative it could be worse because I think that's just taking into account what's going on now. If it gets worse, it's going to be worse. And I think they want it to get worse. So it will get worse. You take away 25% of the world's food supply. That is going to be dis, dis, It's not going to be that. And these third world nations aren't going to suffer a 25% loss in their caloric intake. Because it's not going to be dis. It's not going to be. It's going to be disproportionately distributed. America is going to consume that shortage. We're going to gather, we're going to steal it, as we should, take care of our own first. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't want to, we could eat a little bit less, but, you know, understand, we got to take care of our own first. So just by that mere fact, we're going to pull more food, more than 25% away from these third world nations. Maybe America suffers a 10% loss, which means that they're going to suffer a, 35, 40% loss, uh, and they're going to die. They're going to starve to death and die. The third world nations are going to starve and die, which is, again, is going to start another more drama, more mass migration, more collapse of borders, more civil unrest, more chaos, more everything. They want to burn it all. Population control is a real thing. These scarcity globalists when i say scarcity i mean they believe that there's not enough resources for the current population and definitely not for more so they want to bring the population down they don't believe that science will keep up with population growth i do feel like science will keep up for the most part the pollution's a problem not global warming that's a catchphrase means nothing but pollution is a problem but i do believe that science for the most part will tech science and technology and innovation will keep up with the global global population and we'll be okay. There'll, there'll be enough. That's the abundance. There'll be plenty. That's the abundance mentality. And I think there's abundance globalists. And I think there's scarcity globalists. I think there's multiple factions. But all the globalists want a collapse of the borders. They want a collapse of the way things are done now. And they want to be in control and power. Because they know better and they're smarter than us. I'm not saying they're wrong. 
Um, but the world's going to starve. Hope you're prepared for the... I'm not. My sources of income are not going to survive a severe recession and Great Depression. They're not. I'm not... I don't... They don't need people like me in that situation. And I don't necessarily have the um, skills that the job transfer. I'm old and broken. I've got so many health issues and doing my best to, to um, prepare. I really have. Um, I have really focused for the last year on my health, not because I want to be healthy, but because I see what's coming and, we're, and realize that we are going to have to prepare for it. Um, I'm not a, um, um, what is it? not a hoarder, but a um, prepper, per se. My family would say I am, but it's a half-assed prepping. I'm a half-assed prepper. I've got, you know, stuff, <clears throat> but ultimately I'm going to be, I'll be, I'll follow the masses in starvation and, and, and chaos uh, a few months, a few months behind them. You know, I'll be just, I'll be behind them. I'm not, I, I, I'm not a prepper, but I, I see what's coming and I'm prepared to at least survive the initial phases of it. Here's the problem. I was thinking about this too. It's not going to happen all at once. It's going to be slow and it's going to be gradual. <clears throat> and that's going to be worse in some ways because, you know, I'm prepared for the sudden, the sudden loss of, of everything. So I'm prepared to survive the next, the few months after that. It's not how it's going to be. It's not how it's going to be. It's going to be slower. It's going to be um, uh, attrition. It's going to be, it's going to be taking away everything slowly. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And so you're not going to, you're going to use up all the, and by the time it gets to the point to where you need the things that you were prepping with and the, you need the things that, that you prepared for the, the sudden loss of the sudden collapse, you're not going to have them. You're not going to have anything because it was, you, you, you were, you were blood dry before then. I'll pr I, I'm preparing myself to be bred to, to, you know, to be bled dry slower than some. I'll last a little longer. And I'm talking, you know, three, four months longer than, than, than other people in my social economic class, you know, um, but I'm going to be right there with everyone. That's why I'm preparing with my health and physically to be ready for it. Um, say, we, I mean, it's always been the 2030 agenda. Look it up. It's always been that. Maybe they see an opportunity and they're speeding it up. I felt like that with the, with COVID that they were going to speed it up. And then this, they're speeding it up. So maybe we'll be there before 2030, but they may still be on the 2030 deadline. That means that's eight years of um, uh, just a decrease in the standard of living for us all. But it's also eight years for us to win, if you want to be a little white-pilled. It's eight years for us to, to turn this ship around. I'm not very white-pilled just because I see so much stupidity around me, uh, me included. I don't think I'm excluding myself. <clears throat> so I see so much stupidity that um, I'm black-pilled, and black-pilled just means you're pessimistic about the outlook of everything. White-pilled means you're optimistic, that you have faith in humanity, and that we'll pull through. You see something I don't see. The fact that they control the media is a problem. It's a big problem. Well, that's really all I wanted to talk about is just uh, the state of affairs with Russia. I still hate all this reflection on my glasses. I'll have to look into that. Um, anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed another episode of the uh, Producing Half.